And welcome to Sister Sage Herbs Roadside Herb Service. My name is Mark Fendel and this is Jane Simmons. Hello. And Jane is the owner and CEO of SisterSageHerbs.com. <laughs> Check us out on the internet. Anyway, today I wanted to ask you, Jane, about your kind of top most important influencers, people that um, you took classes from or people that you've you know, learned from over the years. Um, so anyway, I'll, that's my question for you. Who, All right. Who'd you learn from? Well, I would, um, we talked about a few things already, but I'm going to deviate already before. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have to say my very first influence was John Rashford from... Um, college days. Fair enough. <laughs> Ethnobotany teacher, mm -hmm. anthropology teacher, um, talking about herbs and all its all their uses. Not just herbs, but plant medicine, plants for all the different uses and how we evolve with plants. So that would be number one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Dr. Rashford, if I could just add, you know, is. Mm -hmm. Just retired. Yeah, just retired from college, Charleston. I believe I was in his first class <laughs> where he came in with a guitar and started strumming and talking in his Jamaican accent. And who wouldn't love to go to another class? Oh, by him? he's a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal uh, teacher and Lots of mentor and mm -hmm. and uh, an authority on the baobab tree. Yes. Um, yes. Which is a very interesting tree. Uh, African tree of life. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of mystery around the tree. It blooms at night in the rainy season by bats. <laughs> it's an amazing tree. It's hollow on the inside. When it gets old, it's, you know, kind of like the redwoods get old and hollow on the inside, but they're still growing around. Mm -hmm. That is how it grows, and so it's kind of spooky. There's some places they actually they uh, suspend their dead. They bury their dead in there. In the baobab yeah. tree. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. And then the baobab. Uh, but the fruit is really what people drink. They're really fresh. It's kind of like I've never had one, but. It's kind of like a gourd, I think, and then you, um, it's like juice. You somehow make a juice out of it. <laughs> yeah. And the, oh, yeah, and the flowers open at night. That's why the bats pollinate them. Crazy. They live a long, long time, yeah. those trees. Yeah. And then they decompose really fast when they fall mm. over and die. Is that right? I think so. I remember... Mm. I remember reading that, but... There are some that kind of... Well, he... I know this just from seeing some of his pictures from the trips that he's taken. He's measured... I would say every tree in the temperate area, especially in the Americas, and he tried to trace it back to, like, literally one lady who transplanted, like, seven... You know, gave away seven cuttings 
and then they're where they're planted and you can tell that a tree has was in a pot because it has the twirling kind of uh, root system I see and so some kind of twirl around each other because they were sat in the pots too long or whatever when they and, were young mm-hmm and so then that they have that nature so you can tell the ones that were you know from a seed versus transplant at least that's what he was saying and there are yeah some they kind of look like that banyan where they go down reach the ground or just anything that touches roots you know sure and so it's like a big elephant looking car <laughs> anyway that's John Rashford and that's just for me, a big influence in thinking about how we evolve with food. I was a cook at that time in college, so, you know, I was a foodie already. So seeing how cultures uh, form around habits and uh, fermentations and all kinds of um, things that affect you know, what you would think of as a culture, you know, you think of sourdough culture, when you think of someone's fermented dish, you know, all around the world there's some kind of kimchi or sauerkraut or something that's made that has to be handed down and handed down, you know, there's not a cookbook, it's like the family, you know, sauerkraut crock. <laughs> and that's the family heirloom right there, is the culture yeah. <laughs> that ends up being your food and your body, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as herbal um, studies, I would say once I um, decided to do an herb farm, Wait, let's just finish about John mm. Rashford for a second. Let's sure. I just want to finish up on that. Sure. And just say, you know, it will be very interesting to kind of see where what he does mm-hmm. after his you know, after retirement here and I just want to acknowledge just an incredible career yes. of teaching and inspiration. Yes, in Charleston, South Carolina. In Charleston and... For 33 years, I believe, maybe longer. Yeah. And starting in 1984, 82 maybe, something like that, until, yeah, 2018. Wow. Wow, what a career. Yeah, Dr. Rashford is is, Mm. is great as they come. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh... So hopefully I'll get to interview him about plants. Oh, yes. That would be fascinating. Or just about baobab tree or Mm -hmm. um, maybe maybe another topic around ethnobotany. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So. Yes. And so that was college. That was a while ago. And then I moved to Seattle and... um, I worked in the food industry again and had access to this land trust piece of property, a half acre. The question was, what would you do with a half acre? So I decided herbs. I thought 
didn't know much about making things. I kind of was thinking essential oils or dried herbs, you know, fresh herbs to people who knew what they were already doing. So that led me to Michael Pilarski, who is the pretty much the authority in the Northwest, um, I would say from Montana over uh, all the way to Oregon, Cascadia, perhaps you might call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> although he probably knows um, the Siskiyous quite well as well. But anyway, um, he had, he has developed many, many farms, uh, medicinal herb farms all over the Northwest. And he also has a lot of wild crafting spots that he knows of. And he goes out and picks herbs and, or grows herbs and just keeps them coming, keeps them coming. He's got a, a yurt that he dries everything in. He just hangs everything. It's all in uh, eastern Washington, so it's very dry there. So in the summertime, they can produce quite a bit of things. Some with water, some just they go and find on their land or on other lands. And then he's got a lot of people who call him to make, the, you know, when they're making medicines, he sends them the fresh herbs or the freshly dried herbs. And he has a website called, uh, uh, what is it called? Friendsofthetrees.org, I believe, .net. Uh, we'll put it in the, Something. We'll put it in the um, mm -hmm. description yeah. of this podcast. So. so that was around 2001 when I got the land. I think in 2003 or four, I heard about um, this conference, this fair that he had put on um, the herbal fair and so I had a booth there and I had my dinky little set up I don't even know if I had a table and like a blanket and a sign <laughs> and my sister and I like sold herbs there and, you know of course there were like all of these other herbal people who have been in the business for you know 15, 25, 35 years at that point, and this was, you know, now almost 20 years ago. So that was quite, you know, like, oh, right, I don't really know anything about herbs, all these other people know so much more. So um, a couple of those people who I met there were also Northwest herbalists, one Eagle Song gardener, and uh, she has, she and her partner, her former partner, Sally King, who was a Bastier professor, they had a apprenticeship program, so a lot of people that I knew in the circles had gone through their program, and it's, um, was, I think she might still be doing it, but I'm gonna have to find out that. Put that details in the in the podcast somewhere. But um, sure, I think it's, it was like a nine month, you know, herbal studies program and very methodical. She had some land with the goats and a nice farm and some also some wild crafting. And her herb of choice is hawthorn. So I've been listening to her talk about hawthorn. Uh, 
I, I could go to every single conference and listen to her speak and it wouldn't be the same. She'd have something else to talk about. Agreed. Yeah. So um, that was really cool, listening to her talk. Um, she's real down to earth mm. and really, really cool. Um, and then another lady who um, I went by her booth at that first conference and tried out her... Um, I forgot what it's called, but it, it had a cotton cottonwood balm, and it had cottonwood and arnica and a couple other things. Um, and I tried it on, and I could feel it immediately help my back. So that was really cool. That's when I was like, I need to figure out how to make this stuff too, because I was just trying to sell the little herbs by themselves, and they were pretty pitiful little <laughs> bags of herbs and stuff, but. That woman is Julie Sherat Nunn, and she runs um, Crow's Daughter Apothecary over on Whidbey Island. And um, she probably is crowsdaughter.com for some nice lotions and things like that that she makes. Yeah, we'll put all that in we'll there. We'll put a bunch of links in there. <laughs> but uh, those would be the, the main first people that I met. You know, some professors mm -hmm. from Bastyr at herb fairs. They have herb food and fair food and herb fair every year, which just passed and was is just always a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would just sign up for any conference, mm -hmm. read any book about herbs, anything <laughs> really. To just give me another, really my seed catalog was just about as valuable as anything else. Very short and succinct descriptions. Mm -hmm. And you can just try to figure it out, what you want to grow from there. Yeah. But that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I would like to say another thing about Eagle Song, too, is that she just finished the Ventures program, yeah. right? Yeah. And I suggested so, that. Congratulations yeah. to Eagle Song on that. That yes. is awesome. Yeah. And I guess she's developing a product, so we will be we will anxiously await. Mm -hmm. uh, that will be some. I'm sure will be some very powerful medicine. So mm -hmm. the reveal that is really exciting, mm -hmm. um, especially somebody who is the absolute authority on Hawthorne tree and, mm, and many other herbs. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Mm. But uh specifically, you yeah. know, that's her specialty. So yeah. um yep. and what an incredible specialty it is because there are thousands of species of Hawthorne. Mm, mm -hmm. I did had no idea. She knows every Oh my gosh. She catalog yeah, she's been to multiple continents. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, researching mm -hmm. this tree and powerful, powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to so, interview her too. Well, we'll, we'll oh, have to yes. have the subsequent interviews from some of my mentors. And, and thankfully, you know, you know, we have amazing people around us like Eagle Song that we yep. that you know we can talk to. Yep. You know, and learn from. So yep. that's pretty special. Yes. Yes. I know. Very, very cool. Um, so 
I could go on and on about <laughs> other people that oh, yes. I've learned I have, from. I have many uh, mentors. But um, we can... Myself. Well, I could mention Rich Ocek um, from Strictly Medicinal um, sure. Seeds, yeah. formerly called Horizon Herbs. He was the grower, chief grower for the herb farm in Williams, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they still only grew a portion of their own plants, but I know they grow all their own arnica and a few other beautiful plants. I had the honor of going to their a little field day with uh, United Plant Savers. Another hop over to Rosemary Gladstar, influencer, but we're not <laughs> going to go there. Um, anyway, Rich Ocek was the, the grower, and then he developed a seed company, probably you know, out of the need to see, you know, save the seeds that you're going to be growing for the medicinal herbs that you can grow. But he's an ethnobotanist as well. And so he goes all over the place searching for the seeds of different plants and then tries them out and then, you know, gets them to go to seed in Oregon. So that's more of our, sort of our climate, even though they're a little bit more south and a little warmer. They have a colder at night too, so if, kind of if it'll survive there, it's probably going to be pretty good. All, all of our seeds have been great from them. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and plants. They have plants too. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely, like I said, I was carrying around his seed catalog and I had the honor of meeting him also at that um, one of those conferences. And I remember just going and being like, oh my gosh, he's so cool, he's so cool. He like grows all the seeds and oh my gosh, he's been doing it for so long, that's so cool. And I was like, well, I have some questions. So I like went over and I like bought some something and I was like, I'm kind of having a hard time getting some of my seeds to grow, you know. And he kind of asked me a couple questions and I don't even know what now. And then he was like, well, do you grow your own food? And I was like, well, kind of, you know, he was like, well, why don't you start growing your food in there with the other plants and, you know, see how that goes. And so, you know, I did. And of course it works because you can tell when your lettuce is wilting, you know, (laughs) so you water it. So anyway, you know, basil. Like, okay, grow your own culinary herbs and make sure you know how to do that. And I really didn't when I first started growing. I didn't know how to grow very much at all. So, kind of whatever came up. Yeah, well, it's part of learning. Mm hmm. Totally. All right, folks, I think (laughs) we'll leave it there. We'll do another podcast with talking about more influencers. And, you know, um, I know that you have. A lot more people than that. Oh, yeah. And there's, of course, all the people that we've talked about who have written books, mm-hmm. um, like Rosemary Gladstar, that we've already mentioned in this podcast almost every program mm-hmm. uh, by some fashion mm-hmm. or another. Susan um, Weed. And, yeah. Matthew Wood. Yeah. Um, Seven and, Song. Yeah. And who could forget Scott Kluse. <laughs> um, but... Um, Thank you all so much for listening to our tiny podcast. We're having fun making these shows, talking about plant medicine. And 
We will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. SisterSageHerbs.com. Go there. It's cool. Like you. <laughs>